good uh, evening to you and thank you very much for speaking to us, uh, Mr. Fender here. Am I co- uh, pronouncing it correctly? Is it Yuran? It's Yuran, yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hi. So, so just tell us exactly what your ob- objections are to the Premier's uh, statement and what you mean by indicative of the systemic problems currently faced by white South Africans. I think the, the first thing is um, it's a tragic incident happening um, in, in Kulini, and we're not we're not uh, we really feel for the families and the, and the community there after the loss of, of the 16-year-old boy. But the, the the worrying thing is to go to the funeral and make it a political thing, and at the funeral saying we are going to call all the white people and tell them that they are visitors in the country. That already sends out the wrong message. Before he did this, um, Flabais, the the, uh, the head of Solidarity Movement, were prepared to send out a letter to to Mr. Mahu, uh, Mapelu and, and stating that he wants to reconcile and, and talk to him. But after making statements like this, it, 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 it puts oil on the fire in a community like that. It's in mourning, and, and it's worrying to go to a funeral where the people are already mourning and they're feeling bad and making racial statements like this and mm. telling people that uh, this is in the hands, uh, the, the death of this boy is in the hands of white racists. Um, it, and, and that's before today's court. It's before the court actually said something about it, that he already um, told the public that these people are, are, are guilty. Uh, it's worrying. And we want to reconcile. And I know the people, they, they had good racial relations before this incident. Um, we talked to a lot of members there, and they said it was good. All the relationships there were good. Now, all of a sudden, it's, it's, it's havoc. And, and, and to go to a funeral and, and make it even worse doesn't help anyone. Mm. So you say there were good um, racial relationships. What is the barometer that you're using here? And um, does that also mean that the communities were interacting at an equal level? What we did is we went to the community, um, both communities, and we visited some businessmen there, and they have people working with them, uh, 70 people in one factory and 80 people in the other. I talked to a lot of people. I was there in Kulini last week, and they are all devastated. They said, they don't know what's going on. This is bad. And the first looting that took place last week, they looted all the, the Pakistani, Chinese, and all the Somalian uh, shops in the, in the township area. Um, and they are devastated. They don't understand. So it looks like a xenophobic attack. Um, and, and people were coming in from buses, with buses, last week. A lot of buses coming in. It's not people that lived in Kulini. It's people from the outside that are trying to make something of this incident that's not there. So they, they came in from outside the town. And we had a talk with local people and their workers. And they all said, it was fine until, up until now, what's happening? And, and us, we think it's people coming from the outside. Okay. And now a premier come and he makes a statement, it puts oil on the fire. Mm. I, I need to ask this question, though, because when we spoke to um, Sanko earlier on, they painted a different picture listening to some of uh, the interviews done by reporters with members of the community uh, during the uh, protest action. Uh, there 
there was an indication from them as well that there was a great deal of inequality uh, amongst the races and also saying that they believe that justice is biased against them because uh, they are of a lower social strata and uh, allegations that they they are being harassed and in some cases being attacked by white farmers. Are you saying you're unaware of this or the scale is not what it's being projected? I think if, if people go out to the communities, like I saw today, I followed the whole down Twitter, they go to one portion of the, of the, of this, uh, this uh, community and they talk to one, one side of the community and get one picture of it, what's going on. And some of the people aren't resident, some of them are. I have followed a lot of people that houses were burned and I saw that uh, other people of the community, there were people mourning, crying at this house. White people, black people, there were even uh, a colored people's house that was burned down. It was a total spectrum of people that were mourning, that were crying about this, what's happening in this town. Mm. Um, I don't say, I can't say that they, they wasn't in the, in the history, there weren't any incidents. That I don't know of. But the thing is, they should cover all the, the community members. So when you say you're today, willing to reconcile... To part of the community, and that's where the riots are, that's where the people are, are and they don't talk to other people, so nobody else. When you say you are willing to reconcile, what were you then referring to in uh, criticism of the Premier's statement? The thing is, we, we wrote a letter, and the letter is sent to him today. So they sent the letter out. He said that, um, and, and in our statement we said, um, uh, we are prepared to help resolve the crisis and we'd be pleased to have talks with the Premier on the process of restoring peace in Kulini. At the moment the situation in Kulini is serious, but there's no reason to panic because I think if the right people get together, they can have talks, but somebody, somebody needs to calm the community down. All right. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Uh, appreciate your time. Solidarities Communications Officer Yuran Fender here. For, we were hoping to reach out to the police and speak to them about the statements made by Sanko's provincial secretary uh, saying that the police themselves in Kalini are biased against members of the community. Uh, and uh, favour the white farmers who are attacking them to get their right of response. But uh, we are unable to reach them at the moment. We'll keep on trying. But uh, back to that story where Deputy President Cyril Ramaphosa has apologised for his role in the Margana massacre, saying that it was never his intention to have 34 minors killed. Addressing students at Rhodes University in Grahamstown, the Deputy President said his role at Lonman was to prevent further killings. I participated in trying to stop further deaths from happening. Ten workers had been killed. And my intervention was to say there is a disaster looming. 